power of sacrifice is the title. Please write this down. The foundation of Christianity is sacrifice. Number two, the definition of sacrifice is the giving up of something of great value to oneself for a special purpose or for the benefit of someone else. So the foundation of Christianity is is sacrifice. I think the foundation of the Muslim religion also probably is sacrifice. They do a lot of sacrifices. Buddhists, almost all religions, engage in some form of sacrifice because they understand that that is the foundation. So, the one, the, the, the word Christianity comes from a, a, the name of a person, that's Christ. And the one whose name we get Christianity from, of which we are all a part, brought Christianity about through sacrifice. So, we can't become Christians or stay Christians without sacrifice. So the foundation is sacrifice. And what sustains it is also sacrifice. So write down the foundation of Christianity and what sustains it is sacrifice. So the moment you stop sacrificing, your Christianity begins to dither. The moment you begin to think of yourself, your Christianity begins to wane. The moment you stop sacrificing, it becomes about self. (laughs) We are in trouble. The definition of sacrifice is giving up something of great value, immense value. It could be your sleep. It could be your time. It could be your money. It could be your job. When I wake up at, or I have a, I have a very, um, what? Strange sleeping pattern. Very, I can't tell you when I sleep and I can't tell you when I wake up. Once I'm up, that's it. I'll pray, sir. Praying into my future, into my grandchildren's future, into this church's future, into, I don't know, the global future, into your destinies. How many of you pray for your bishop? Don't, 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 uh, let's, 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 let's sell her before we lift our hand. Because we are in God's house. We want to, we want to go back home with our hand. How many of you actually, really pray for your pastor or your bishop every day? It's, it's, yeah. Now, you've answered, you've, you've solved a myth. I'm, I'm glad you were truthful. So, humorously, if I'm waiting for you before I pray, I won't be here. I'll be in serious trouble. <laughs> and it's the same for you. Do you know who is praying for you? Do you know, you know, very often when people say, I'll pray for you, they are well-intentioned. But COVID comes to pass and they forget. <laughs> Many things come to pass. So sometimes it's not that they don't want to, but they are engulfed in their own issues. And, and you, can't, you can't fault them. Which means we have to make sure, once my eyes are open, oh, you have no idea. Once my eyes are open, I'll pray, sir. I have a chair in my house. <laughs> it's a prayer chair. <laughs> so, sacrifice sometimes involves you giving up sleep to pray or your time that you want to do for something else to pray. It is a sa- present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So, 
Sacrifice is the giving up of something of great value to you for a special purpose, for the benefit of someone else. So that's what sacrifice is. And then number three, please write this down. Sacrifice, we are summarizing what we've done so far. Then we'll go into the meat and then round up. Sacrifice is not sacrifice until it costs you something. All the sacrifices you are sacrificing, stop there. What is it costing you? What are you giving up? Which is of immense value to you. If not, please don't say it. So let's use that word sacrifice advisedly. With a lot of thought. Let's let a lot of thought go into it. uh, Before people laugh at us. So sacrifice is not sacrifice until it costs you something. And like we've settled, tithing is not sacrifice. We all understand that, right? Now, lift up your head, listen to this. I'm, I'm, I'm learning some things and I'm putting them together and I'll give you the full meat in due course. Now, please lift up your head. In this world, when you are working, you pay tax to the government. It's not a sacrifice. You must pay. Taxes are used for maintenance of roads, systems, etc., etc., etc. That's why Jesus looked at the people and said, that coin that you are holding, what does he say? Whose head is on it? Caesar. He says, so give to Caesar what is Caesar's without asking, without saying the sacrifice. Pay your taxes. Now, in this kingdom, what maintains the house of God maintains, bills, things that are done, is our form of tax, which is called tithe. Now, in this world, when you are supposed to pay tax and you don't pay tax, you are criminalized. You are are called a criminal. In this kingdom, taxes is tithe used to maintain God's house if you belong to that house. So, if you don't pay tithe, what you're saying is the place God said, the tithe the store, that there will be meat in my house to take care of my house once you come there to receive everything you are getting. So if you say, I won't pay taxes, you get arrested or you, they go through all kinds of court cases against you. Same with church. Tithing is the, this kingdom's form of tax which is required to be paid. That's why you don't give tithe. It's called pay. That's why God says it's mine. Her Majesty's government expects your taxes. So anyone who does not pay tithe in any church and can pay tithe in any church, it is an arrestable offense. Charlie, I'm I'm just explaining to you. Just as you don't, when you don't pay your taxes, the things they do to you, people who have been caught and put in prison because of fraud, fiddling figures, saying they earn thousand when they earn ten thousand. So it's the same that happens to certain Christians. They get bonus. They say I didn't get it. They don't report it. They don't testify. Because if they testify, their senior pastor will say, pay tithe. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? 
There he goes again. He's waiting for our money to eat. <laughs> you see, I'm laughing, right? Number four, please. So you can still come next week. But did you understand what I said? Every time you think of taxes, think of your, your, the, the, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom. The moment we got born again, we entered the kingdom. And in this United Kingdom, you're supposed to pay taxes. In this kingdom of God, the tax system is the tithe that is used for maintenance. So tithe, that's why tithing is different from offering. Offerings are the, listen, you don't grow a government on taxes alone. You grow a government by people investing in the nation. Offering is the investments. And it's your investments that determines your dividends. So if you just tithe but you don't invest in the government or invest in the nation or invest in your church, you don't receive dividends. I said I'm incubating it so your response means I should still wait before I teach it later. Your pastor is always learning. Always learning. Never to remain still. What you think you know today, tomorrow is a cake. Ever learning. Learning, unlearning, relearning. Remember these two words, taxes, tithe. Taxes, tithe. Just as you wouldn't want to, you see? That's why they take the tax out before they give you the money. You run. And then God says, I want to trust you. So let me give you the money. You bring it. Willingly. <laughs> and then we begin to play cha-cha with God. It's all good. Though. Charlie, are you in the house? Yes, sir. Are you sure you guys are here? Yes, you still want to remain in the service? <laughs> Taxes. My mentor called me the other day. He said, last two years, how much love offering did you give me? Because we are self-employed. So we declare our taxes once a year. We have to state everything we've got. And then they calculate it and we pay taxes. There was a year when they sent me a tax bill. And my, my accountant said, you give too much to your church. That's why your tax is 7,000 pounds. Not because of your salary. Your giving has resulted in you having to pay 7,000 tax. That's how much I give to the kingdom. Number four, you are not really serving God if it is not costing you anything. We are just summarizing what we've done so far. I have to bring that little nugget in there just to, to bless you. You are not really serving God if it is not costing you anything. Christianity is not a life or religion of convenience. It will inconvenience you because Jesus said, except you leave father, mother, brother, sister for my sake, you are not my disciple. So, we are not really serving God if it is not costing us anything. It costs Muslims to be Muslims. Five times a day prayer. Oh, Jews, three times a day prayer to the extent that they arrested Daniel for praying three times a day. He said, I'm not, he actually, when, when they said you are praying three times, three times a day, 
They arrested him and said, we're going to threaten him with the lion's den. He went to his house and opened the window and prayed towards Jerusalem. He said, bring it on. One thing you can never stop me from, actually I was going to say it before I began. I take my job as a pastor very seriously. My job as a pastor, I take it very, very, very seriously. Very I don't play with my job. Don't play with your life. I take my job very... Nobody tells me, do this, do that. No, no. This is my job. I take it very, very seriously. Don't play with your salvation. Don't play with your tithe. Don't play with your prayer. Don't play with any... Don't play. I'm very devoted to you guys. Very devoted. I'm not saying for you to clap. I'm just saying it's my job. And I want to go on record that when my days on earth are over, that you go on record that I gave you people my best. And you should go on record that you gave this church your best. Yeah, all of us. And that involves sacrifice. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Number five, this Christian life is a costly relationship involving a life wholly devoted to sacrifice, selfless service to God, His kingdom, and to others at our expense. I'm summarizing what we've done so far. This Christian life is a costly relationship involving a life wholly devoted to sacrifice, selfless service to God, His kingdom, and others at our expense. It will cost us something. I'm sure when some of you have children, when you are getting them ready, getting children ready for, for anything is, 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 is what? It's a, it's a sacrifice. Get up, they get up and sleep again. Then and then I mean all the but you don't give up. Number six. <laughs> what will it cost you to serve God? Please write these things down. What will it cost you? Bishop, what will it cost you to serve God? It will cost you everything. What is it costing you now to serve God? What have you done for God's house, God's kingdom? And like I said, Humorously, don't say church attendance. Because anytime a car goes to a petrol station to refill with the petrol, the, the petrol station is not doing that car a favor. So every time you come to church, you are doing yourself a favor. They go from strength to strength as they appear in Zion. One of the most exciting places I like going is church. Whether our church or any church. I don't leave that place the same. Amen. And sometimes I have my own church at home. Like yesterday I put on, or this morning, 4 a.m., 5, I put on uh, Dana Hamilton's uh, songs. And I'm an hour just enjoying. Building up yourself. So you can, when you're speaking to dignitaries, you speak the mind of God. You people, you don't need stories. You need, you need meat. So pastors have to prepare themselves before they speak to you. Number seven, 
Anyone born again, any Christian who wants to live a convenient life, not ready to live a sacrificial life for the benefit of others, will not survive this journey. Any born again, any Christian who wants to live a convenient life, not ready to live a sacrificial life for the benefit of others, will not survive this journey or, listen, accomplish anything significant in life. You see, your being alive doesn't mean you are doing anything productive, meaningful, or significant, or relevant. Methuselah lived 969 years, and that's all they said about him. He lived and he died. But we must be known for something. Am I hearing your amen? And that's something you can only be known for it when you sacrifice. Shout amen. amen. Number eight, when you got born again, you entered a new kingdom. And this kingdom, like the royal family, is a kingdom of sacrifices. The royal family pay a lot of, uh, uh, it's a sacrificial job. When the queen came to power, she said, my whole life will be devoted to serving you. The commonwealth. So you can't be a part of the royal family if you don't understand sacrifice and you want it all to be about you. And this is a royal family. Our kingdom is a royal. We are a royal priesthood. You are royal. So how can you be royal without being sacrificial? Duty comes first. Duty comes first. Learn from you don't want to learn from Jesus. Learn from the queen. Duty comes before self. Is somebody in the house? Duty. Duty comes first for me. So sometimes pastors have problems. Sometimes we have problems with our wives. Yeah. Serious. We get rebuked a lot. Because it's all about the people. The people. The people. Just that we need to balance the equation. So we know that day to day are there. But very often pastors, pro, the people, the people, the people, the people, the people. And unfortunately, pastors are not very careful. They will not enter the promised land because of the people. Ask Moses. When people annoy Moses, like pastors, like church people annoy pastors all the time. Your amen has gone. Are you, am I speaking to you? <laughs> Charlie? Hey. The other day I was praying to God. Father, please get, give these people a better pastor than me. Then I heard Mas Monroe pray the same prayer. Then I discovered that I'm not alone. Because sometimes we wonder whether you are catching what we are saying. Number nine, sacrifice is not a church word. It is a universal word. So we don't talk about sacrifice only in church. Sacrifice is a universal word on your job. Those who sacrifice more on their job are promoted and are given pay rises and better and higher responsibilities. Those who come to work 9 a.m., they arrive 9 a.m. sharp and before 5 p.m. they start packing their bags. When there is a redundancy, tell me who they will keep. In this redundancy, some of our members were kept. Others, 
unfortunately were fired. There are many reasons. We won't go into it now. But for the sake of our subject, some people get fired not because of demons. Because they are not sacrificial on their job. They don't see that as their father's job. When Bible says everything that we do, we should do it to the glory of God. <laughs> oh dear. Are you guys in the house? Everybody says sacrifice is not just a church word. Do you think it's easy for our ushers to come the time they come? I call, uh, she sent me a message. Paula, I'm here. 9.15. 9.15. And this is a person who is recovering. She's recovering. We tell her, pace yourself. She doesn't listen to us. She's always doing something for God. We sleep. I'm sleeping. And she's walking. Going to do something for somebody. Sacrifice is not a church word. <laughs> it's a universal word. You must sacrifice. It's not just your pastor telling you sacrifice because he wants you to do something in church. Look, look, if you are not sacrificial, generally, you set the limit of your rising in life. <sighs> Treat that job you are doing there as if it is your own. I got a message from one of our sisters about checking about something to do with our building. And I said to her, well done. He said, oh, don't thank me. I said, no, no. Well done for even taking the initiative. Because some will see they're not doing anything about it. So at least you are, it's a step in the right direction at your expense. These are the things we need to do for the house of God. Don't wait to be asked. Find out from the pastor. How are they? I want to take care of the gas bill of the church. I want to take care of the electricity of the church. I want to take care of the building's insurance. I want to take care of the children's department. I want to take care of the rent upstairs. I want sacrifice. Not your tithe. Tithe is for maintenance. You want to do other things. The TV ministry. The media ministry. You'll be glad to know that there are services during the course of the week. There's not one dime of this church's money in any of the midweek services. It is not, this church does not pay for any of the online programs. Some of the flyers that you see, you see flyers, flyers. My twin brother sponsors it. Some of the flyers you see, Deborah sponsors it. Their own expense. Sacrifice. The advert you see is DSJ. The other day I called, I said, I want to send some money into your account. He said, I just want your blessing. I said, I'll give you the blessing and I'll still put the money in your account. Sacrifice. What can we point that you are doing in your church? What one thing have you taken as a burden of the leadership? As a sacrifice outside your tithe? Now listen, if you are not saying amen now, then when I come to Haggai, you get up and go. So say amen so I can come to Haggai. Because in Haggai, God is expressing his frustration. I'm not being frustrated, I'm just teaching. You guys, make it easy for me to preach. Clap, clap for Jesus. Don't clap for me. Just, just let me know that you are here. <laughs> Hearing the thing I'm saying, it may be bitter, but you need to hear it. <laughs> Listen, when I was in Fountain of Life, the things I did in Fountain of Life, I didn't look at the pastor. I did it as unto God. I still hold the record of the most sacrificial person to date. I don't... Look, I called Kadian the other day. No, I spoke to her last week. Our sister there. I said, I've seen you having a program in July. I'm, 
come on my program. I'm going to push your thing. All my programs, I'm pushing people. Start pushing them to become all they are called. Build the kingdom. Kingdom. Church is just one factor. The kingdom is broader. So when I tithe, I'm just given to maintain a building. But it's my offerings that are sacrificed. Extra offerings, that is where we call sacrifices. So for me to tithe and then congratulate myself and expect Bishop to give me a certificate bigger than this room in December. <laughs> Clap, let me know you are understanding what I'm explaining. <laughs> Am I helping somebody here? <laughs> You know, there are people who wake up at 6 a.m. in the U.S. to watch our programs. And they put on there, I've just woken up 6 a.m. It's 12 here. They woke up for our program, for this. And so I know that you, you are very wide awake. 